VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let me ask you a question real quick. Do you ever want to live in a fantasy world where the most handsomest guy always ends up with a girl and he may at time travel the bend a secret prince but no one in the story ever asks any questions. You can live on Park Ave with a salary from Mickey D's or walk from Denver all the way to New Orleans. But me, I prefer all the reality and the truth bombs drop from the crew at RTT. you, you got what we need. Cause these movies are a chore, but you keep us wanting more. RTP you, you got what we need. I'm gonna tune in every week. Hey, hey. Laters, baby. But not too much laters. Cause you got what I need. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Mikey made us watch Passengers. Passengers. So, was this the first time either of you had seen this movie? No. This was my first time, and it will be my last. <laughs> <laughs> this is my second time. I think I watched it in 2016, I think in the theaters. That was me too, Todd. Yeah. I saw it in theaters, and then uh, I may have saw it one other time, like on HBO or something in Pazzy, but like didn't sure. pay attention to it a second time until today. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing the trailer and being like, what the fuck is this movie even about? Because the trailer was really unclear. It was probably trying to bury the lead about how he's full on a murderer. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this movie's on the blacklist of the same year that we've done all these other movies. <laughs> it's actually two years before the worst year, uh, but wow, I have that in my really? fun facts. This is 2006? It's 2007. Most of the ones we've done have 2009, and then we have a couple 2008s. But That's at this so point, crazy. I don't trust anything on the blacklist during that time, because it is... Like literally every time we encounter one of them, it's like nightmare fuel. I don't know if this is one of your fun facts, and I'm not defending this movie. I actually picked this just to piss you off. But <laughs> well, then you're gonna get a return on it for next week, and I have plans. Yes. No, it's not what you think, Todd. It's worse. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm happy about that, though. But apparently, on the original script, or there's a version of the script where he don't, 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 do not talk about it. I have a whole huge section about it in fun facts. Oh, well, they changed it to be, I think, even worse than any of the changes. That it could have been made. No, it, it actually here. Oh, here's what's so. F- I fuck it. I'll get into it right now. <laughs> I think we should get into it. <laughs> fuck me. So I actually had a question about this as I was watching the movie because as we find out later in the movie, when Lawrence Fishburne wakes up out of his pod, he's not doing well no. and his health is suffering because his pod has been malfunctioning. Now, in my mind, I was like, all of those pods are on a common system, and that system has rebooted multiple times, which means. Most likely, I would think everyone is going to die when they come out of their pods. Like, everyone's going to be sick. This is bad. Everyone is essentially murdered at this point, but the movie never addresses it. Right. But the script, however, uh, if you go back to the original script, the ending of the original was when they saved the ship and it reboots all the systems, the ship believes it has docked already. And so it ejects all 5,000 pods, killing everyone else instantly. What and when they, the yes, fuck? <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. And when the ship arrives at Homestead 2, the people who emerge from the ship are their descendants. descendants. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was the original ending. 
It's still bad. Fuck the blacklist for putting it on the blacklist. This is just bad. The whole theme of the movie, all of it is bad. Here's my question. Why even write it this way? You could very easily just be like, a second person woke up. Yeah, it could have been two malfunctions. Well, okay, I have an answer to that uh, in Fun Facts. Now, that is the, the case of the original script, but of course, you could have changed that at any time while making this movie, and they chose not to. Right. And here's a quote from the director on what he thinks of that portion of the movie, which, by the way, I know we are coming in hot. Oh, yeah. And we have not even talked about the movie yet. But what I will say, just to catch you up to speed, is that the crux of this movie is that Chris Pratt's character wakes up too early from stasis and is alone for a year and he chooses to wake someone else up knowing that they will also die alone with him on the ship if he does so. Right. He murders her with time. So here's what blows my mind. The movie's like does a good job about like time passing and stuff and I was like oh man he's been alone for like five years he's losing it yeah and then he's like no 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 it's been one year i was like you yeah. murdered someone after 365 <laughs> days one year okay so here's what the director says about that issue in the movie i think most of us faced with the same choice would have done the same thing oh, no. making a movie that leaves people room to argue about what they would have done or could have forgiven makes for fascinating storytelling i could not have made that choice for someone else i mean like i guess maybe if you go crazy from being alone you might do something crazy because i thought about it a lot and i was like "Ooh." I think I would have gone out that airlock. Me too. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's where I would have gone. I have an opposite answer because I thought about it too. And I was like, okay, let's say you're stranded. The ship is malfunctioning. And let's say that you're smarter than Chris Pratt because the ship is obviously malfunctioning. <laughs> yes. Because you're awake, you should know it's malfunctioning. Yeah. Stop making cute fish puns at dinner, Chris. <laughs> Right, right. And just be like, I wonder if we can see. I guess they can't see the status of the ship or anything. He can't get to it until Lawrence Fishburne's character wakes up. What if you just woke up five other engineers and you're like, I think the ship's broken. My pod is malfunctioned. I think he couldn't a get to them. No, no, no. I'm talking about passenger engineers. You're right, though, Mikey, because he should. He knew what other passengers did. He had yeah. walked through those pods. You could have gone through and been like, OK, electrical engineer or whatever, yep. and been like, hey, I'm so sorry. I've probably doomed us. But if we don't fix this, we're all dead anyway. I think something's wrong. Yeah. Five thousand people are on the line. No one's waking up. The computer won't tell me anything. Congratulations. You've been concerned scripted into being a hero you literally right. wake up like your dream team of like mechanics and like people who can fix whatever's going on diagnose and fix whatever's going on yeah. right because i refuse to believe he just can't like blow open the. i mean i guess he can't blow open the fire like the bulkhead right. i mean like there's compu the computers are interconnected all over the ship i right. mean like if you built if you built a team do you think you can figure out what's happening to the like Hey, I woke up. I'm afraid other people are going to wake up. I'm afraid the ship is breaking. I'm also yeah. dying of loneliness. We have to make sure everything's okay. I'm so sorry. Right. Or wouldn't you at least wake a few people up and that be your excuse? Like, why would you just be like, yeah, oh, I guess I woke up too. And let's never talk about how you woke up too. No, I mean, I would be honest. I'd be like, something is wrong. Lights are flickering. I woke up. This is not supposed to happen. I didn't want to wake anybody else up, but I woke up three other engineers to get your opinions. Maybe we can fix it together and save everyone. Right. Or, you know, figure out what's going on to like make sure no one else wakes up. At least save, like retroactively save. But instead he's like, you know who's hot? That chick over there. I know. And she's a writer. That's a useful skill aboard a sinking ship <laughs> in space. 
it goes all in on his creepy ass stalking shit. Oh, I man. did also really like that even when we have a rom-com in fucking space, she still writes for a magazine. Yep. Like, are you 100%. kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's a magazine article 250 years in the making page. Shut up, Todd. I'm trying to write. You can't talk while I'm trying to write. Fucking. Women can't have any interesting jobs. I swear to God. Okay, also, if you're going to, like, just make decisions with your dick like that, wake up three women. <laughs> I love that your note for this movie is not enough slave women. <laughs> what well, is saying? Like your note for this movie is murder more people <laughs> with time. <laughs> no, I do like your idea of waking up engineers, though. That yeah. makes a lot of sense to me, and it would be very upsetting to be one of those engineers. But if they could figure something out and repair something, a that could save a lot of people. But also, B, you'd at least have other people around you and you'd kind of form a society on that ship and it'd be okay. Here is what I hate about this movie the most. This is why I picked this movie. This is what I want to talk about. This is what I want to tell the world. Oh, fuck me. I'm so terrified. 5,000 people, one auto dock. And then it says there's replacement parts for everything except an auto dock. What? <laughs> like both go to sleep at the end. There's like a dozen ways. Yeah. There's a dozen ways to fix like the creepy. Like, okay, he went crazy. He woke her up. He figures out the auto dock does it. He makes her go back to sleep. He he does a second one. They both go to sleep. Yeah. There's like of like, I'm so sorry. I went crazy. I hurt you. I had a weak moment. But because I did that, we saved the ship. Now we can go to sleep. You, you yeah. don't have to ever forgive me. I'll see you. On, I'll see you when we get there. This movie needs to end with him putting her to sleep and him like doing that year montage type thing where his beard keeps getting longer and longer. Hair keeps getting longer and longer of him building an auto dock from all the parts. The from spare like, parts. Auto dock. Yeah. Parts. He's an engineer. He can do that. And then him getting in the thing and then them waking up and like docking. You're going to tell me that 5,000 people need one hospital bed? Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's the other thing too. If he knows that he has all the spare parts and she knows that there's all the spare parts because he showed her where they were and like they've fixed parts of the ship so they could maybe build another auto dock or there should be another auto dock because again, there's more than 5,000 people. There's almost 5,300 people because there's yes, crew. There should be like 10 auto docks in that infirmary. There should be a public and crew med bay. Yes. But so let's Mike. say that they have another auto dock or he has to build another auto dock. Don't you think even then she could be like, well, I'll wait for you to finish building yours and then we'll both go to sleep. Sure. Like there's, <laughs> yeah, there's literally a million ways to write this movie where you're not crazy. That's all I think about. When I write this movie, it's, just, it's like a thought exercise of like, here's a million things that should have been better about this. Ugh. But here's what I love about this movie. Every step along the way, they chose the wrong. Like they <laughs> yes! went in the wrong direction. And I'm on board for that. Like I'm on board for a movie that is literally offensive. Like <laughs> this isn't like figuratively offensive. Thank you. This Thank is you. literally offensive. It is offensive that they want us to invest in their love story yes. when he is murdering her with time. <laughs> Paige, I can't. What, Paige, but Paige, what is? No, don't even say what is time. It's not a flat circle. It's a fucking knife in this movie. Murdering people. When Paige messaged us in our group chat and said, I hate this movie, I responded with don't worry the movie fixes it or at least the movie thinks it does and i think this movie <laughs> thinks it fixes that issue right right i think it's it like puts a button on it it's like no he solved it and then he offered to put her back to sleep and she chose and then she to chose stay. 
But she would not have had to choose if he had not woken her up to begin with. One, what is long-term marriage except murdering someone with time? Two, (laughs) if he didn't try to kill her, no one on that ship would be alive. That is true. And that's what the movie wants you to think, that the ends justify the means. But no, he actively chose to murder her with time. You could have woke up two engineers and (laughs) done the same thing. Yeah, I see. Here's the thing. I'm here for a version of this movie where you wake up the engineers and we have an Armageddon slash alien style movie of them saving this ship and dying in the process. Okay. Like an event horizon or a sunshine. Yes. Think about like five people, mixed sexes. You got your main character, Chris Pratt. He wakes them all up. He's Can we a make poly- it Chris Evans instead? He's a better Chris. Make him one of the other engineers. Let's just make a dream <laughs> team here. And then like, it could be Chris Pratt, Chris Pine. I mean, like, <laughs> well, let's say he's gone cast away. He's like, I've been up for three years. Shit's malfunctioning. I don't want to wake anybody up. I'm scared. I think the ship's breaking. I didn't want to wake y'all up. I got saved y'all. Five people start. Two people die, like, fixing it. Then they draw straws to see who's in the auto auto dock. But then, like, two of them fall in love. And they're like, third wheel, you take it. We'll, like, live our lives out in here. Love it. Love it. Totally here for that. That reminds me of a movie that does kind of this similar concept so much better. I think it's The Martian. I love The Martian. That's one of my favorite books of all time. With Matt Damon, where he, like learns to plant potatoes and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I want is I want him learning about himself, figuring out how to like plant stuff, do stuff. And when it finally gets to the point where he cannot ignore the malfunctions anymore, he wakes up the engineers. Yeah. And But I feel like you could compact it. This movie is two hours long and it's an hour and 40 minutes of rage. Like, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, there's just no way we can go through all the scenes because like a lot of them are pointless. There's so much time spent on nothing in this movie. Yeah, it's, it's just Chris Pratt and uh, Jennifer Lawrence looking attractive in space. Like mm-hmm. 90% of this movie is just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's her swimming. Yes. Although the <laughs> gravity loss while she's in the pool. So I was cool. like, very cool. Scary. Oh, this yeah. works better as a horror movie. It for does. Me. Her her reaction it when she finds like out it. he woke her up should be in a horror movie. And I was like, yes, girl, fucking run. He's a murderer. Can we talk about he was going to ask her to marry him without telling her first? Yeah. Oh, I don't give a shit about him wanting to marry her. When she tries to kill him, I was like, Yes, girl. The only problem with this plan is that then you'll truly be alone. And I think that's the only reason she doesn't do it. I think so, too. Yeah. So if you just change the score, this is a horror movie. Like there's (laughs) almost no think about it. Like you are trapped with your abuser, the person who has throughout the course of time murdered you and you are forced to save the ship with them. And then when you try to kill them by not allowing an automatic opening of the valve to like vent the engine yeah they still survive (laughs) she goes out and saves them i know here's how this becomes a horror movie cut the first hour of this movie oh just take her perspective of waking up yes she wakes up she falls in love with him she finds out he woke her up because he's a murderer and he has fully lost it and when she is like oh no, get away from me. Then he shining level chases her through the ship. And that's what this movie is. The shining in space, which by the way, 
That's clearly how they thought about it because of the bar, which is clearly yep. designed after The Shining. Mm, yeah. Mm. So I don't know why we're putting a love story in the middle of the fucking Shining in space. God, I hate this movie so much. And Paige, <laughs> I don't know if you remember when we talked to Phil Eisner, the writer of Event Horizon. That's correct. Yes. He said his pitch for Event Horizon was The Shining in space. Yes. And they were like, love it, write it. And he wrote Event Horizon. Yeah, which is... A horror movie. We spent like an hour and 20 minutes talking to Phil Eisner on Patreon. It was awesome. Sorry. <laughs> Mikey wasn't there because he had, uh, I think you had like a hostage situation. I don't know if I can say that, but like you had to go like last minute you had to run over to. Oh, that's okay. Talk about that more. <laughs> <laughs> he woke somebody up out of a space pod and he's trying to make sure they don't find out. Oh, this movie's so crazy. So I love like castaway style movies uh, and like I love science fiction and like I like the first hour of him just like waking up being alone on this like fucking space cruise yes. ship. I was fine with it till he woke her up. Same. And then I was like, fuck this to death. Oh, it would have been better if he got blackout like any Oh, like if he got blackout drunk and like slipped on his splooge from that morning and <laughs> fell and hit his head on her pod and it like opened it up. Oh no, I slipped and reprogrammed <laughs> your pod. Like he starts thinking about like waking people up and then he's like, Oh no, 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 no. And then he like goes down like like a, a rabbit hole of like drugs and alcohol and like wakes up one day and someone's awake he's like did i fucking do that yeah oh that's a fun twist if he doesn't know if he did it and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, then they roll the tapes back and it turns out he didn't but he's been feeling guilty the whole time <laughs> and then the whole movie is like did he really wake up jennifer lawrence or is he like imagining that i just Ooh. thought of that one off the cuff again the love story would work better <laughs> i think at the end of this we should not ask if we think they're still together we should ask how many years was it before jennifer lawrence was like put me back in the fucking auto dock and put me to sleep <laughs> i'm gonna say seven <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true i mean i do think that when she like at the end of this quote-unquote movie not at the very end where we see andy garcia for no reason but like at the end of their story in this movie when she's like no i want to stay here with you like they were fully in that just started having sex with somebody new phase of their relationship. Yeah. And like, of course you don't want to leave. Cause that's when things are like really good. When things get like difficult a few years in and you're having to like work at the relationship and you're like, Hey, we're both alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> we have unlimited alcohol every day. I, it took them more than a year to start planting shit. I would bring like a portable movie player. Like the, the only place I would live is with the bartender. I'd be like, it's just nice to have someone to talk to. <laughs> I love Michael Sheehan. So like I would too, a hundred percent just hang out with him all day. He was close enough. He was like facsimile enough to like hang out with him. Yeah. I mean, you could see more of Michael Sheehan than I can of you. <laughs> Jesus. No, I mean, like, we only talk through Zoom, you know? Paige, Paige, wow. keep your clothes on. What's happening? Wow. I, I thought you were, like, personality. <laughs> that camera was angled perfectly. I thought you meant, like, personality. No, 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 no I no, mean, no, no. like, and then, like, the whole first hour, he's like, he's now perfect at basketball. He's now perfect at this. And I'm like, oh, man, he's been on that ship for years. Oh, yeah. I thought at least five years. No wonder he's losing it. Yeah. He's like, it's been seven months. I got to wake somebody <laughs> oh up. He didn't even make it past, like, COVID. No, yeah. this movie did hit home because we've been in isolation for like two years. People should watch this movie now. Yeah, I'd, I'd give a girl COVID to get her over here. No. You want to isolate oh together? Dude. And then like in three weeks, she's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> and you're like, you can't. I'm the best at basketball and Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> like, I want to go home. I mean, I'm just going to say that Ripley and Hicks have a better love story in Aliens than this movie. 100%. Ripley and the Alien have a better love story than this movie. Yeah. And like, my favorite character is Lawrence Fishburne, who like wakes up. And he's like, the ship's fucked. Got to save the ship. Oh, man, your pod malfunction. Oh, oh, you woke her up. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I don't have time to like. Yeah, I'm too busy dying. Yeah. <laughs> but like, even before that, he's like, I've got one purpose: um, drowning men, drown other people. Sorry, yeah. lady. Yeah, I do think that's the wrong answer, but yeah. <laughs> but sure. Oh, I think he was just saying it totally to like move on to like I've got to yeah. save the ship. Like I don't have time to deal with your like passengers' personal problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to talk to the ship steward uh, about this issue. <laughs> Wake him up. I love when they put Lawrence Fishburne in the auto dock. The auto dock is like, yo, he's fucked. He's got six hundred and fourteen <laughs> issues. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, when will I die? And it's like, it's already started. Do you want these pills? <laughs> Man, the fact <laughs> that he didn't take them, I was like, I would have taken them. Like, what are we doing? Like, so crazy. I think he thought he would have to maintain his faculties for long enough to try and save the ship. Sure, sure, sure. But he, I mean, he just walked to that viewing bay and like asses out. He's done. <laughs> yeah, he dies <laughs> almost immediately. Yeah. But I do, I, I do think it was funny that he was like, if I had been in good health, I'd had a chance with J-Law. <laughs> Ladies love the dress blues. They do. Yeah. I, he's like, I thought you were the luckiest man alive, but you're really just some sick fuck. <laughs> you're really just a fucking psychopath. Yeah, you're a fucking murderer. <laughs> we should probably get into this movie so we can talk about it scene by scene. Oh, my God. Okay, so we open on a view of a spaceship that looks like if H.R. Geiger designed a clock. Uh, like, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> that's a great description. It just looks like a, it's like a corkscrew. Yeah, I honestly, I really liked the, the ship design in this. I thought it was cool. Like a robot duck penis. <laughs> yeah. But if you look closer, it looks like three giant cruise ships just rotating along. Yeah. Yeah. If you told me this was a screenshot from the Netflix show Dark that reflected the meaningless of time, I'd be like, of course it is. <laughs> anyway, we find out that it's the Starship Avalon. They give us kind of the backstory of it being basically on its way to the Cully on Homestead 2. It's on autopilot. Yeah. It takes 120 years. They've got 258 crew members, 5,000 passengers. And we see that it's basically hitting an asteroid field. Yeah. Which you would think you'd be able to like change course and move around it or whatever. Like that would not be a part of the flight path, right? This is like a Titanic well, situation. Like You can definitely see the folly and arrogance of man throughout this. <laughs> oh, hibernation pods never malfunction. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, here's what I don't understand. If you have a ship like this, you have the ability to put people back into hibernation. We know the autodoc can do it. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have your crew members serving on like four or five year rounds Fuck, where dude, it's like you exactly. wake them up and then you just put them back into hibernation? Uh, what was that movie? Um, yeah, there is a movie like that. I can't remember what it is, Mikey, but you're right. With Dennis Quaid. With yeah. Dennis Quaid where the passengers mutate into cannibals. What? This sounds good. It, it was it for Horror good. Virgin, right? Yeah, we did an episode on it. Fuck, what movie was not that? Not we. I mean, uh, not me, I should say. Yeah, it was before your time, Paige. They had a rotating crew of three. Pandorum. Pandora. Yes, Pandorum. Pandorum. This sounds fucking terrifying. It is pretty scary. You and Jake would really like that movie. You should watch that. That's a okay. good movie. So we didn't. I did not pick that for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like they rotated on like two years. Uh, the bridge crew rotated like three okay. of them were up for two years at a time. Yeah. See, that makes sense to me. And then you put them back into stasis. And mm -hmm. then, like, I don't know why that's not happening on this ship. 
the arrogance of man and robot. Hubris. No, it's late stage capitalism, guys. It's just actually you're right because it does. It's just like it's cheaper to not have the ability to put people in stasis, right? So yeah. they just like, well, we don't give a fuck. They're like in space. Even if there is a problem, we won't know about it for 19 years, and they won't be able to like hear our message for 55 years. Yeah, yeah who cares? And and we know that that's why because when she first wakes up and is talking to Chris Pratt about why he's on the the ship, we find out that he's effectively an indentured servant, and so are most of those five thousand people. Yeah, yeah, but they're in space. It's better than being like us, which are indentured servants here in the present without space. <laughs> no, no, no. They're going to be indentured servants on the new planet. Yeah. Oh, I know. Where, like they finance them there, and then they work them as slaves, essentially. I'd rather do it do that here, there than here. You don't know that. What if there's an alien on that planet? You've seen Prometheus. <laughs> They're t- taking our job. <laughs> Goddamn xenomorphs taking our jobs. <laughs> so it's probably more like indentured servitude because in America, like people came over from Ireland and like all the people all the time would come over and they would have their like way paid for them, except right. they would have to work for seven years for somebody. So, but it's permanent when they get there. It's 20% for the rest of their lives. Yes. Yeah, but how does that work if the ship isn't go doesn't go back for a hundred years? The ship, I don't think it goes back or maybe the ship goes back after a year. So, like they get the money but like how many ships are going there thousands she said thousands yeah this doesn't make it into the movie but in the script we find out that Lawrence Fishburne's character has made the journey five different times damn okay so he is like that motherfucker was born in the 90s but that's a problem time wise because it's a hundred years every time so like yeah how long has this planet been there that they've been sending people like a thousand years yeah i have no idea i mean if it was five times that's at least 500 years i like how i'm arguing the logic of a movie that clearly just spits in the face of logic and morality (laughs) so whatever (laughs) that is true we should just gloss over it she's just a writer i know it's because that's all people ever think about women in these movies even though they're making them for women It would have been much better had she been... I don't know any member of like a STEM field like yes, and had science. Been, not that she isn't useful but like the fact that her training is in writing and journalism or whatever like that sort of infuriated me okay we don't know if she went and got training we know her dad was very famous yeah okay so at very worst she was a socialite she's a spoiled brat yeah, <laughs> yeah okay yeah. she's either a socialite or working in print media in the future <laughs> what do you think is more like Likely, Mikey, the fact that she has a job at all. I would have loved it if she had said she was an influencer. That's basically what the movie thinks she is. Ten years ago, I'm in space and I'm like, all right, my pod woke up. Paris Hilton's here, though. I could wake up (laughs) Paris Hilton. Oh, God, I would not do that. Live with her forever. I mean, do it just to watch her pretend to cook. Uh, I don't know if you've watched her fake cooking show on YouTube, but it is chef's choice. No, this is as bad as if in While You Were Sleeping, they were like, Bill Pullman is a carpenter and she's a... here she's here yeah like Mm -hmm. they don't even dignify her with anything her only attributes in this movie are writer coffee new york good looking yeah good looking that's it and she's rich because she's a gold level passenger (laughs) and she's she's rich because she's a gold level passenger but we're supposed to feel better about that because she buys him breakfast that one time i mean and probably pumpkin spice lattes for a long i'd be like 
I would like 12 pumpkin spice lattes. But I want the extreme. What is extreme about the pumpkin spice? Because it's like French vanilla extreme pumpkin spice extreme. I would assume it's just a lot more caffeine. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Keep you awake all 120 years. But let's move on. We're going to have to get through this fucking movie, guys. So it's like, we got to buckle yeah. up. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So asteroids hit the shield. Oh, my God. It does damage to the ship. I know. We haven't <laughs> we even. Started. It does damage to the ship. <laughs> the ship tries to repair itself, but one of the things it can't repair is pod 1498. Yeah. which is chris pratt's pod so he wakes up should have made it 1492 oh uh, yeah columbus reference i mean i mean because that man was terrible because columbus was also a fucking murderer he was terrible like i mean they name her aurora after sleeping beauty they could have been like yeah uh pod 1492 charles manson just woke <laughs> up they named her after a street her name is aurora lane someone lives there like that's a house it's supposed to also be lois lane aurora from sleeping beauty and lois lane oh my god i hate so wrote little this movie. thought went into this movie <laughs> so an asteroid you, you find this at the end but one of them gets through the ship it like goes through the ship and damages and stuff yeah and damages thank everything. you mikey for keeping us on track yeah we have an hour and 45 minutes to get there though yeah yeah so he wakes up and he goes through the whole we we kind of get to see a montage of like all the things they do when you wake up out of stasis but we also know that like no one else has woken up we see that no one else gets up right we see the very cute little Roombas but you know we get him to his cabin he gets to kind of walk around the ship he gets up the next day and there's no other passengers and he's trying to figure out where everyone is and this is the first time we encounter like the help computer which this is my true nightmare is just shouting answers at a help computer like (laughs) nothing makes me angrier like when you call into an automated (sighs) system and you're like I just want to fucking talk to a human person like that's how I felt about it oh so I see you've overheard my calls yes (laughs) no I do that too like I am never more angry than when I'm talking to an automated system on the phone. Pro tip, if you type like 30 digits in a row, it'll just connect you to a person. Oh no, Mikey, I've done that before and it hung up on me. I've had that happen too. So mad. Fun fact though, if you talk over it long enough, it'll connect you and it won't hang up on you. I'm good at talking over people. Because you disrupt the system, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) I'm always frustrated because I'm never calling someone. That's never my first step. I have always tried to like fix it three different ways on my own and then I can't. And now I'm calling someone as a last resort. Yeah. So to then have it be like, can you go to your website and schedule? And I'm like, no. And I'm going to break my foot off in your face, computer. Like, (laughs) anyway, so he's getting no answers and the ship is very limited in what it can do for him and answer him because it's just like, oh, there's a fail safe. You're not going to wake up early. And he's like, but I am. And they're like, I don't know. Uh, And he can't get into rooms like the bridge or the crew quarters. There's a lot of limitations to what he can do. And so he kind of quickly realizes that he's stranded yeah, because yeah, he's flying coach. <laughs> yeah, because he's flying coach. And he goes to the observation room and finds out that he's got 90 years left. Yeah. And so he then starts to try and figure out how to, A, he tries to send a message back. The message will arrive in 19 years. The earliest reply in 55. I kind of want to know if they ever got that reply. That's I wanted to know that too. Or do they yeah. start sending more? I mean, send her book back. My God. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. the movie cuts to them arriving before the 19 year period, right? So we we never know. Andy yeah, Garcia know. looked like he had a lot to say and I'm super pissed. He's only in this movie for 15 seconds. Yeah, and I bet he got a big paycheck. He must have been in 
other scenes that they He's cut. He's fifth build in this what? movie. Hell yeah. Well, well, I mean, there's almost no cast. That actually sort of makes he sense. He is the fifth person you see. Yeah, that's that yeah. sort of makes sense. But like, I fully believe that there must have been like a scene, like scenes before they leave or after with Andy Garcia. Like there must have been other scenes that they just cut out. Nope. That's the only scene he was even written in for. That's unfucking believable. That I mean, that's insane. It's, it's in fun fact. That's insane. I mean, <laughs> I love insane. Andy Garcia, but why pay him as much as he is worth just to see his face and never hear his voice? You never hear him talk. Never even hear him talk. Crazy. And we will talk about what Jennifer Lawrence made on this movie too. So, and what Chris Pratt made because I have salaries. I'm sure it was a shitload, but let's let's move on. Yeah. So he basically is stranded. He tries a bunch of stuff. He tries rejiggering the pod, but almost yeah. suffocates in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he tries to get into the doors. He can't. God, dude, getting in the pod and it closing and not putting you to sleep and then not being able to get out. Like, I am so claustrophobic. I would lose my Terrifying. fucking mind. Yeah. And so at a certain point, he's just like, well, fuck it. I'm stuck. Yeah. Like, I am stuck, I guess, for 90 years. So he breaks into the fancy suite. He gets really good at basketball. He goes to all the different yeah. restaurants. He plays video games and movies. Well, he meets the bartender who gives him the advice. Yeah, because the bartender's like, if you're not happy where you are, going somewhere else isn't going to fix that. The advice is shitty. I mean, he's an it's android. <laughs> it is pretty bad advice, but he is an android bartender. Like, he's not going to be able to fully it's grasp the situation. It's programmed advice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. So, like, it's yeah. not like, whatever. I like Michael Sheehan's character, but he is a robot. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah, his yeah, character yeah. a lot, too. So, we basically get a montage of, like, all there is to do on the ship. Which is way less than a modern cruise ship. So you basically only have basketball and dance dance and sushi? Come on. I, I would assume there's <laughs> dance floors and restaurants and stuff. But like if you're the only one there. Like there's no putt putt. I mean, I'm sure there's various other activities. Yeah. But I mean, the only ones they show us are dance dance revolution, uh, basketball and swimming. Think about what things you would do on a cruise ship alone, like with no one else around. Man, I would fucking love it. That would be amazing. I mean, but after It'd be amazing a year, for like a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say after a year, I'd lose my mind and like have to wake Natalie up. <laughs> I, I mean, whatever. I would probably just walk the plank, but like, it's fine. No, I know. Like I'm, I'm with you. Cause at a certain point I like now, granted, I do think I would try alternatives for either making it livable or fixing it longer than he does. One year. I think I would at least try to make it a year to try and figure it out. And then if I hadn't by that point, I think I'd probably airlock it. But you know what? I would airlock it too. And yeah. honestly, I wouldn't know this, but that would doom everyone else to death. I, but I, there's no way he would have known But there's no way that. you could have yeah, known. Exactly. Yeah. You think the movie theater had every movie ever, ma ever made? Yeah, I do. I mean, maybe, I guess. This ship seems to have unlimited resources. You know, you have unlimited food, unlimited whatever, oxygen. It has to have, like, unlimited entertainment, right? I Well, here's the thing. I don't think it's unlimited. I think that's part of the problem because, like, there's only so much you can do. You're contained. And so, like, it's whatever food that they have have available to them which can't be unlimited it's not like you get to fuck around and cook in the kitchen or whatever true like you can't do any of that there's not really it doesn't look like there's any like arts and crafts or anything it doesn't go into it, but it see maybe that has like a star trekky like replicator or something yes. i don't know well if you have that well i mean he does basically able to do anything else except fix his one problem yeah he does at one point shoplift so there must be like a mall section yeah that we don't even get to see. I want mall section scenes. Mo there should have been a montage of him trying on different clothes. Or him breaking like the storefront window and like going in and like taking a suit. That would have been funny. Anyway, we do see him drunk in the pod room. Uh, and this is where he first goes into the room where he finds the spaceships. 
And it did make me really cry when he hugs it like a person. I was like, "Oh, the space suits, Ooh, space suits." Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. is really sad. Just because there's no one there who is like a person. Oh, when he yeah. leans into it, fuck! I would have been hugging the bartender all the time. I'd been me like, too. I just need you to hug me. Yeah, yeah. I bet he could. I bet they programmed him to hug. Yeah, put down that glass and shine my back with a hug. Yeah. Anyway. But what if they had sex robots? <laughs> oh, Mikey, I was about to say this. If this was like Star Trek with the replicators, if they had a right. holodeck, he would never have woken her up. Yeah, if there was a holodeck, I could have <laughs> yeah. lasted so much longer. Yeah. yeah. This would have been a very different X-rated movie, though. Yeah. Anyway, so he comes back in from his spacewalk, and he slips on the bottle that he left in the pot room. Mm-hmm. He stands up and sees Jennifer Lawrence in her pod and he basically starts like digital stalking her, like looking up all the information on Uh her. Reading all her books. Yeah. This is where we learn that her name is Aurora Lane and she's a writer because I guess that's all women do. And then he's like searching her profile and the stuff that she recorded before she went on the journey. So he basically learns everything about her there is to learn on the ship and obsesses and forms a parasocial relationship with her even though he does not know her does it sound familiar to any of you guys (laughs) yeah a little bit okay this this section got sort of dark for me yeah i was like (laughs) i'm like why won't karen kill garrett for turn my phone calls (laughs) i've met karen she's really nice why would you wake podcast host up to help you on this ship we're all gonna die i would be so pissed because if you woke me up i'm gonna be useless so we're still gonna die and i could have just died in my sleep no that's a dick move yeah and this sounds terrible if my alternative if i'm a pod person in a pod and my alternative is to wake up and die the way Lawrence Fishburne died or to peacefully die in an explosion that I never know about right let me explode let me explode what if we have to wake up and basically we record an episode on every movie ever made like mystery science theater because we're stuck (laughs) on a ship for 120 years I love both of you but kill me airlock me immediately (laughs) but only if we get done with half the episodes well we killed Paige yesterday <laughs> we made a deal. Bargain's a bargain. I do love it if we all wake up on a ship like this. Mikey still thinks we're going to do the podcast. Like, yeah, we're going to laser transmit it back to Earth. <laughs> In 19 years, they get a new episode every 19 years. <laughs> Once we catch up, they'll get a new episode every day. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's yeah. true. 19 years in the future, it would become a new, like, daily podcast. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be great. <sighs> Also, if this is our full-time job, I still wouldn't want to do one of these a day. And I don't think people would want to listen to them just because... We would just have nothing else to do, Todd. We'd be in the space cruise ship. I know, but like we are palatable for two to four hours a week, depending upon how many of our podcasts you listen to. I don't yes. think people would want to hang out with me more than that. I'm a lot. Not every day. Yeah, no, I get it. Natalie is a saint for putting up with me. Anyway. <laughs> Look, we don't have time for your low self-esteem. <laughs> Next scene. Uh, so... He's talking to the bartender, Arthur, and it's just like, she's asleep. She's completely out of reach, but she's perfect. And I know we'd be together forever. It's like, no, you don't. You don't know her. She is a stranger that you are now considering murdering with time. So he essentially takes the manual and figures out how to wake her up. And he says to the bartender, like, I I shouldn't do this. I'm dooming her. Like he acknowledges that he's murdering her and is like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. He does it. 
He runs and he allows her to kind of wake up and come to grips with what's happening, but then tells her that he woke up accidentally also, leads her on, and they basically have like their meet cute of like, okay, he's filling her in on what's happening. Yeah. Everything he's tried to try and get the ship back online. And she's like, I feel like we haven't tried enough stuff. Like she's still constantly trying, but he gets her to the point where she's accepted her fate that he has foisted upon her because he's a time murderer. But she doesn't know that. And she is like super sweet and compassionate to him. Like as she's leaving for her first night to like go and sleep, she like walks away and then turns around. She's like, hey, I'm so sorry you were here alone for a year. That must've been terrible. You know? Yeah. And like in that moment, I was like, this is gross. Because yes. he has yes. doomed her to a life with an abuser. <laughs> At yes. least make it like 10 years. Make it a time where someone might really lose their shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I still don't think it's right. No. <laughs> I don't think it's right. I'm just saying I can have a little bit more empathy after someone's alone for 10 years and it's on like real, real baddie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it may as well have been like, three months like i it doesn't yeah a year like whatever man i was so mad he wasn't even <laughs> lonely for six of those he was still entertained by the ship for at least half that time <laughs> my favorite scene in the movie is him arguing with the the robot at the mexican restaurant yes, about, see, one, one more round yes oh god anyway so she Sir, you've it, had enough <laughs> He kind of runs her through all of the stuff. So like, you know, here's the bar. Here are the things that I tried. I tried to get through this door. Here's how far we are. Now they're like 89. uh, That he basically says they don't have enough stuff to build a new, you know, chamber. There's no way for them to go back under. The tech is proprietary. There's nothing they can do. And he's kind of accepted his fate. I did love that they like look up like, or she does. I think it's her that actually like looks up how to put people into stasis or whatever. And they're like, well, it's uh-huh. proprietary. We can't tell you. So <laughs> yep. don't worry about it. We got that and the COVID vaccine. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> bastards. Uh, so she kind of comes around to accepting it and she decides that she's going to write about it. So she interviews him and this is where they kind of start to actually talk and she reveals that the reason that he took the voyage is because he felt like on Earth when something breaks, people just buy something new. And as a mechanic, he never has any problems to solve and a new world means a whole new host of problems to solve that he could solve yeah, and that he could build a house and live in it and all of this stuff. And she's like, yeah, okay, but the whole reason you're here is because the company needs slaves. Like, you know, know that right like yeah that that's what this is and he's just like eh, i mean still better than being home and it might be who knows i mean i don't know the situation he's coming from so and he seems like yeah. he's happy to go and give 20 percent of his income for the rest of his life to the company for this trip so whatever who knows but we do find out that her ticket was round trip so that she basically would make the journey go to the colony write about it and then come home in the future after a year yeah after a year so she would go for a year and then come back which isn't that long of a time no it's not yeah, the- 250 years yeah no 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 i mean no i mean like the year like you think if she was at that colony she would wake someone else up after just being there one year The fact that she's going to be there a year and it's going to take her that long to write one story about 
colony life is insane to me. I think it's going to be a book, but I'm like, you're gambling a lot on people still reading books. She's not gambling at all because while she's in stasis, her dad's money is compounding interest and investments <laughs> that she has put back on Earth. Oh, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about her coming back with a book and then being like, we don't do that anymore. But to Mikey's point, she may have left like a millionaire and she's coming back a billionaire because of the compound interest over 250 years. Yeah. Yeah. How the rich stay rich. Keep it in stasis. Yeah. Go to space. (laughs) Anyway, so that's what her plan is to basically spend time. But now she's stuck there. So she's still going to try and write the book, but she doesn't know what the end game is going to be. Right. So he starts kind of taking her through all the stuff he did for fun. So they play the video games. They play basketball. Uh, He talks to Arthur and Arthur's like, yeah, one time he didn't wear pants for seven weeks. It was wild. I love that he goes, yeah, I didn't wear pants for like the first month. I was out and Arthur goes it was seven weeks and three days yeah, <laughs> he also when he has Arthur by himself where Jennifer Lawrence is not around yes he also swears Arthur to secrecy about the fact that he woke her and I love right. that Arthur doesn't break that promise yeah he, he doesn't until he thinks that it's not a secret anymore exactly right. that tells me you could have done other stuff with Arthur and had more interactions. Are you saying that he should have fucked Arthur? I'm not saying he shouldn't have. <laughs> I'm just saying like he could have like read books with him or like been like I would have just like camped up by Arthur and been like just wake me up in eight hours. I just I just need to hear another voice. Yeah, it'd be very lonely on that ship. So Arthur, do you yeah. have like a an exhaust port or? Uh... <laughs> You're really good at rubbing that glass. <laughs> I like that his reasoning for constantly cleaning the glass is because it would look creepier if he stood and did nothing. And I was like, oh, he's right. That is true. Yeah. But that's one clean ass glass. I also I love that when he's like, yeah, I didn't wear pants. And Arthur says, I laughed at the man with no pants till I realized I had no legs. Yeah. And for me, I was like, the punchline should be, so I took his pants. Like, that's what. (laughs) Anyway, so. Meanwhile, he builds her a model of the Chrysler building. Yeah. uh, Because in her interview, she liked to sit and look at the Chrysler building and drink coffee. Um, And he starts kind of tinkering with the robots because we see that the robots are starting to break down like the little Roombas. Uh, So he sends one of them with a note asking her to dinner. And they, she says, I'd love to. This is insane. So he reprograms a robot. He drives it himself to her. It then gives Mm -hmm. her the thing, the invitation. Yeah. And there's a camera. Yeah. That she is like, he can see her through the camera. And then she writes a reply and doesn't show it to the camera. And it like hands yeah. it to the Roomba. I think that's part of the, the yeah, cuteness. It's, it's, cute, it's, it's like a cutesy thing. thing. No, I, think, I didn't have a problem with that. No, I thought it was ridiculous. Just sh- like say yes or like show the yes. Make it be nervous. No, I mean. <laughs> You're so needy. I would Just assume. A needy little bitch. <laughs> no, I would assume there's no other men on the ship. He knows. I mean, like, what's she going to write on the, like, fuck off, dude? Oh, so you're saying that she has to because of the implication, Mikey? Yeah. (laughs) There's no one else. She has been waiting probably at this point weeks to just bone down because she's done the math. You know what I'm saying? What if she's not straight? Like, he gambled a lot on her being straight. Oh, my God. That would have been an amazing turn. He should have read that in her profile because that would... That way he could have checked that box. I mean, he is trying to check that box. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) 
Anyway, she says yes. And they go out on their date to the French restaurant. I do like there's like that there's different kinds of restaurants. Like there's yeah. multiple. Yeah. But it really is the same restaurant redressed yes. as a French me- or a Mexican Absolutely. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so they kind of bond over her talking about how she lost her dad and yeah. how she's a rich socialite with like more money than God. And <laughs> he takes her out on like her first space jump. Essentially. Yeah, spacewalk. Yeah, right. And then something that I thought was really funny, and it is played for a joke in the movie, but I was like mad that I was laughing at it because it was this movie, uh, <laughs> where they get back in from the spacewalk and they are trying to do that thing that romantic movies do where people just like tear their clothes off and start making yes. out, but they're in spacesuits and they can't get close enough to kiss. Yeah. And yeah. it's very funny. It is really very funny. It's probably the only like part of the movie that I felt good about laughing about. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Uh, we cut to them just stone cold boning. Uh, and that continues for a while. We basically yeah. get a montage of them doing the sex and the Roombas watching because they little freaks. Uh, and that's the movie for the next like 20 minutes, basically. Yeah, yeah, they have like a love montage. They get really good at dance dance. They get really good at sex. Yep. They go swimming together. They do all three activities they've introduced in the film together. <laughs> yeah. And she's writing about him in her book. Yeah, she even interviews him interviews him and he reads he's reading what she's writing yeah and one of the times he's reading it over dinner and they're in the asian restaurant i'll say and the koi fish uh hologram short circuits yes and he's like that's fishy (laughs) and they just ignore it and i'm like "Mm." it's not a time for puns it's not a time for puns now granted yes if i'm at dinner with jennifer lawrence i will not notice anything else that's fair mikey i get that that's fair i'm 100 percent sure she has your type yeah. Yeah. So like I get it. I would have woke her up. Murder. No, you are a murderer, <laughs> sir. But Mikey, Paige, close your ears. Would you have woken her up though, Mikey? No, no, no. I want to hear you admit that you would murder Jennifer Mikey. Lawrence. <laughs> it would take longer than a year. The, no, it should take forever. There there's this should never be an option. I would wake up everyone with good teeth. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Somebody wake up all the women and a dentist. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out we can go to stasis in the auto dentist. (laughs) We have 17 of those pods and only one of the doctor. Oh, geez. I mean, after a few years, I'd probably wake up somebody. Let's be honest. Jennifer Lawrence is not my type, but like I get that she is your type. We didn't see anybody else. We didn't see who he's he's comparing her to. That's true. He just picks the girl he just like one day drunkenly falls into. I mean, he didn't even look at anybody else. That's how much he loved her, Mikey. He's like in a sea of women that I could have opened their pod and just like tortured into being my wife. I chose you. I say if you're going to have a fucked up movie, go all the way fucked up. Unfreeze five women and be like, we're starting a cult. Yeah. And Mikey, what are they going to do? Dance Dance Revolution. And Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if Henry Cavill was in stasis, I'm not going to sit here and say that there wouldn't be snail trails on the outside of his pod, but I'm not going to murder him for my own selfishness. <laughs> but you could have sushi with him by yourself. I don't even like sushi. <laughs> Every night. He could eat it off you. Not if I'm like, yeah, I'm going to murder you to do this. Do you think he would want to be with you when he found out that you were murdering him with time? Of course not. Jayla also doesn't want to be with Chris Pratt when she finds out. As we're about to uncover because he gets the little precious metal wires 
and he makes her a ring. I did think that was a, a really cute way to do an engagement ring in this sort of situation. I thought that was very cute. Yeah, very. But also, he's terrible. Fuck him. I would have just like stolen someone's engagement ring because where are everybody's personal belongings? Oh, yeah. Their luggage gets delivered to their room and it has to be stored somewhere. So, yeah, yeah. I would just go through all their shit. <laughs> Yeah. They're going to be pissed in 90 years when I'm dead, but who cares? If I'm not going to wake anyone up, I'm damn sure going through everyone's personal shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So they go to the observation deck and they watch the ship slingshot around a star and they make out and go to dinner for her birthday. Yep. And they're talking to Arthur at the bar and he steps out. Uh, Chris Pratt steps out to kind of like compose himself before he gives her the ring. And as he's leaving, he says, yeah, there's no secrets between us, which Arthur takes to mean that she knows well he, Arthur even clarifies because I, I think she says that she's like you can't hide anything from me and he goes yeah there's no secrets between us and he's like is that is that real he's like yeah you heard the lady I think is what he says yeah. so Arthur's like oh cool I can now you know talk to her about this horrible right. thing she's living out right 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 and so he reveals that Chris Pratt woke her up and she immediately responds the way that you should in a horror movie because this is a horror movie and runs away from him yeah. and has like a full blown panic attack because she can't get off the ship and she's stuck with his terrifying ass and clears everything out of the room they've been sharing together. Yeah, she moves out quick. Yeah, she runs into him at breakfast and runs away immediately. And then she confronts him while he's sleeping and kicks the shit out of him. I love this. Literally just stops short of killing him. Yeah. And as she's about to basically swing the final blow, he opens his arms to basically just let her do it. Yeah. And she chooses not to. And I think it's only because then she would be completely alone. Yeah. Or maybe she just doesn't want to be a murderer like him. Yeah. That too. <laughs> I'm better than you. That too. And then she's jogging around the ship and he uses the PA system to do this fucking speech about like, nothing I can say will make this okay. And I'm like, well, now you're forcing her to listen to it. It's even worse. It, it's, it makes it so much worse, Paige. I'm glad you brought this up. It's awful. When he gets on the PA over the whole ship, I was like, this dude is such an asshole. He cannot respect her space. He has to speak to her, even though she is clearly trying to avoid him. Yeah, and like at this point, I'm like, he is a monster. Yeah. He's a monster. And and here's the thing. I couldn't even enjoy them air quotes falling in love because the whole time I'm like, he's a fucking monster. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, and I have in my notes that this is his villain speech. Like, like a James Bond <laughs> it villain. Is. It is, though. Yeah. He's like, it had been like a year, a whole year alone. A whole year. It's like, I did 2020, Chris Pratt. Like, come on, give me a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> but if she answers back, she's like, fuck you, shut up. I don't want to hear any of this shit. I don't care. Yeah, like, I don't care. You yeah. took my life. And I'm just like, damn straight, yeah. J-Law, he did. Yeah, and he knows because he's watching her on cameras in another creepy fashion. Oh, that's so true. He's just like ogling her as she runs through the yeah, ship. he's a fucking monster oh i hate him so much Ugh. but also i get it i mean it's j-lo <laughs> i don't get it this is monstrous behavior i don't get it either Paige. so the alarm is beeping steadily because autopilot is failing and they run into each other in the bar yeah but they're still not doing good i like this where they they switch days when you can talk to the bar i do yeah, really yeah, love yeah. that they like trade off days where it's like uh, i thought tuesdays were my day with arthur and she's like well it's wednesday and he's like fuck 
<laughs> and then she like downs her drink and she's like, whatever, you can have them. And she like leaves and he walks in. Yeah. And she goes and watches a bunch of messages from her friends, including her best friend, who, by the way, the actress who plays her best friend is named Aurora. Like, wait, really? Like her real life name? Yes. What? Yeah. L- luck of the draw. I That's guess. amazing. Anyway, so she's, you know, super sad. And we cut back to the bar where Chris Pratt comes in and he's all dirty and Arthur's like, what have you been doing? And he's like, oh, I've been making improvements. And we see that he's planted a tree in the middle of the concourse. Yes. And I do where that shitty help machine used to be. Yeah. He ripped it up and planted a tree, which I thought was yeah. the best revenge for any automated system drama you have. Yes. But in my notes, I'm like, this doesn't make it okay. Fuck your tree. Like, <laughs> you're still a monster. Well, that is true. But then as that's happening, the elevator malfunctions, the breakfast machine malfunctions, and a member of the crew is up. So this is where we meet Gus, who is Lawrence Fishburne's character. Yeah. And they give him like a quick rundown of what happened, what's been going on. I do love that Morpheus is like, who planted a tree on my deck? And like, yeah. that's the first thing they hear someone else say. Yep. And then they, they run to the tree and that's where they meet him. Yes. And I do like that they almost immediately are like, he woke up on accident. He's a murderer. Because then he woke me up. Yeah. And that's murder. Like, no one hides it. They're just like, we're going to let you know what's up right away. Yeah. yeah. So he basically gets them into all the rooms they haven't been able to get into to try and see what is wrong with the ship. And he's not doing great. And at first he's like, yeah, it's just hibernation hangover. But like... I'm not feeling great. Yeah. They do rounds and check at a bunch of different ports around the deck. Yeah. He, he like teaches them how to like collect data from the yeah. actual terminals because they can't, for whatever reason, like the main computer that Lawrence Fishburne has access to because he's able to get them into that flight deck room with his arm wristband or whatever. Right. Like the data is not coming to that room like it should. So they have to go right. around and like check it manually. And he teaches them how to do all that. Right. And he shows them kind of what the system has been doing and that the shutdowns and the glitches have been kind of aggregating over time yeah and it traces back to two years ago when they had some sort of catastrophic event they don't know what it was but that's what woke chris pratt's character up yeah but as he's doing this he also investigates the pods and they tell him ahead of time like yeah he fucked with one of the pods so like we know why Aurora's up but like why are the other two well Morpheus and him actually talk about it because Morpheus yeah. is like checking the pod area that's the area he was gonna go check and he gave them other like floors I guess to right. go check whatever and so Morpheus is like checking her pod and is like this is not right and then he sees Chris Pratt right there and if it was a horror movie Chris Pratt would have murdered him right there because he's like right to keep the secret and there was a moment where i was like is he gonna murder him yeah so what you don't see is like right after this he injects him real quick with like 614 620 diseases. yeah, yeah. Six, it's 612 yeah oh is it my bad sorry but no in this scene morpheus is like yours malfunctioned mine malfunctioned this one was opened manually from the outside and he was like yes i did that and morpheus is like does she know and he says yes she knows Right. And that's when I think it cuts and Paige, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't it cut right to Morpheus on like the flight bay with J-Law? And she's like, yeah, no. fuck him. <laughs> I didn't know, but that would have been if yeah. this was a comedy, that's how I would have cut it. Yeah, exactly. No, this is also where he explains that their pods malfunction for different reasons. Yes. Chris Pratt's was a power surge. His was a technical malfunction, which, again, we don't know if that impacted other pods. There's no way to know. But part of that technical malfunction is 
killing him. Yes. And was killing him in the pod, which means that other people could be dying in pods, but they don't talk about that at all. I'm going to assume they didn't since Andy Garcia was okay. Yeah, with the way this movie ends, I think it's safe to assume that the passengers are saved. That's what the movie wants us to believe. Yes. That's what the movie wants us to believe. Right. But he is very clearly dying. Yes. So that night, she goes swimming. He's sleeping. The gravity goes out. She almost dies because water, gravity, it creates like a bubble. Those shots were so cool where she's like trying to swim and she really can't like move around in the no gravity bubble of water. Like, yeah, it was cool, man. And it looks like she dies. And then once the gravity kicks on and obviously while the gravity's off, like the other two passengers are having effects too. But Lawrence Fishburne's right. like tucked tightly into his bed. So his arms just float up. But Chris Pratt's like floating like, I don't know, 20 feet above he the hits floor. Hard. Yeah, yeah, he, he hits yeah. hard. Like he probably would have million dollar babied his neck if this was real. Yeah. Well, I think he wakes up before. So he like when he falls. He lands in a way that he's okay. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. But Jennifer Lawrence looks like she's dead inside that perfect bubble of water. And then Mm -hmm. when the gravity kicks back on and the ship starts spinning again to create the gravity, all the water falls into the pool and then she like swims to the top real quick. It's it's a pretty tense scene. Like this is a horror movie if you had different music in it. Well, and so they all run to try and find Gus to tell him what happened. And he's like, well, if gravity's going out, then whatever the problem is, is something super big. So they go to the main engineering sector and they're going to have to try and find it but he passes out so they take him to the infirmary where they find 612 disorders and they're like what's the prognosis and he's basically like oh you're gonna die like you're dying already do you want some pills to make you sleep through it like it's up to you auto doc more or less is like hey morpheus you're fucked please take these pills they'll make your transition (laughs) easier Do you want blue or red? It doesn't matter. You're dying either way. (laughs) But Morpheus is like, I'm not taking pills. I'm going to go whatever. And he goes to the observation deck. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to put on my cowboy Curtis uniform and sit on the observation deck (laughs) and ride it out. Back when he was Larry Fishburne. Back when he was Larry Fishburne. He puts on his dress blues and he basically dies on the observation deck, but before he does he gives them his id yes so that they can get into the places on the ship that they couldn't before and he makes a vital mistake here he knows that chris pratt woke woke up jennifer lawrence and he gives his id wristband to chris pratt chris pratt the murderer on the ship yeah and he also doesn't give them his id number he just gives them the band yeah well he was like you're an engineer you're a writer i need the ship fixed but you're also a psychopath but you're a writer. So I'm going to give him the, I'm gonna have to give him the band to try to fix the ship. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Jennifer. Yeah, I'm, what are you going to do? Tweet about it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll hear about how terrible this situation is. Hashtag Avalon tragedy in 19 years when it makes it back to Earth. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they run out into the ship and all the robots are fucked up and yeah. gravity is in and out. Um, they take out Arthur's chip because he's messed up. You know what I would do? I would use that laser transmission, send a dick pic to every person in my contacts. You're going to waste the time and thousands of dollars to do that. Yes, but think about it. In 19 years, and like no one is going to be heard of me, and then all of a sudden, (laughs) like Lawnmower Man, everyone's phone rings, right? And then he looks at it and like, uh, why did Mikey send me a picture of vitamin water? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's not supposed to get there for 80 more years. Oh, my God. Well, and they couldn't even respond back to it for 55 years. <laughs> so in 55 years from when you send the original message, you get a bunch of like, 
what the fuck, man? This was the only <laughs> thing keeping me alive. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you're literally like 70, 80 years old, and you're like, you're like laughing to yourself, like, <laughs> and then you go airlock yourself just because <laughs> yeah. that's what you've been waiting for your whole life. Honestly, oh, I love that for you. No. Yeah. Paige, sometimes you have to find a new purpose in life. And I love that Mikey found his in this terrible situation that does not involve waking up somebody else. Yeah, that's true. I didn't hear from this man for 19 years and I got a dick pic every day. Every day? <laughs> You're going to send one every day? And they make like those like compilation videos of like a picture every day for fucking 80 years of just the way your dick changes over 80 years? <laughs> And oh you'll be like the most God. famous person in human society is like the first <laughs> hibernation pod failure. And he sent dick pics every day. It costs $7.3 billion. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to look at the changes of a dick over 80 years, here's the compilation video. Oh my God. You know, that would be on space Reddit or whatever. Yeah, sort of dressing yeah. it up in costumes. Yeah, no, absolutely. You'd have to like fanciful it up. You like get like a monocle and, put that on it you like would do anything to make it like fun you know yeah, yeah. by the way dick monocles i'm gonna go into business like that's a million dollar idea right wait there. okay do you put it on the end where the hole is or on, yes. on the top where the head is where it looks like there'd be more of a face no no, no. you put it on the top and then what you do is when it's time to get some sweet amore you then pull it over and that's a condom nailed it. <laughs> remember that time when mikey was trying to say monogamous Mon damn it. Yeah. <laughs> monogamous yeah. said mononicles. It's easy to be monogamous when you only woke one person up. <laughs> it's true, right? I guess like Jennifer Lawrence could never accuse Chris Pratt of cheating on her. Okay. What if like 10 years from now he secretly wakes up another girl and is hiding yeah, her on no, the ship? Paige. A younger woman? Mononicles. In another year, he's going to be like, uh, I've been talking to God and he told me that I need to have three wives. Like that is what would happen in this situation. Like space cult. Yeah, it's a space cult. Oh God. Anyway, so they're looking for something big that's wrong in engineering. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, 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 they are. But they're out of stock on vitamin water. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the picture that'll never go away. Okay. Okay. Engineering looks ridiculous, by the way. Like, why would yeah, you make a spaceship like a, a big open city? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't realize the engineering was Blade Runner, like <laughs> in the middle of this ship. Well, he did wake up a basic pleasure model. So you're not wrong in his eyes. Oh, she has no characteristics except writer, blonde, and teeth. So I would say yes, basic yeah. pleasure model in the eyes of this film. And Mikey. Yeah. Yep. Oh, how dare you? She's an <laughs> in depth person. I'd wake her up. <laughs> Fucking murderer. Murderer. But he accidentally saved 5,000 people by murdering one. I don't care. Would it be okay if Hitler accidentally cured cancer after killing 6 million Jews? No. I mean, I stand by what Paige says. I agree. <laughs> anyway, so they're going through some of the rooms in engineering and they find one that seems to have a hole in the floor and they use a tablet to kind of like cover it and then they use like uh, insulation to basically seal it. That scene was actually pretty insane though. Like for as much as I did not like this movie, it's it looks really good. The special effects are really good. 
the ship design and layout's cool as hell. Like, I love it, science fiction, and yeah, I same. loved the design, the camera work, and like <laughs> the first forty five minutes, uh, and then I, I hated the rest. Yeah. The last 20, 30 minutes of this movie are basically just a, and then this goes wrong, then this goes wrong, then this goes wrong, then this goes wrong, which is not super fun to watch, especially because we've just spent, because this movie is a little over two hours long, uh, or close to it, I should say, and we've spent an hour and a half doing fuck all, Yeah, and then now we're doing all of it in 30 minutes. But then you spent the last 40 minutes hating Chris Pratt for making a choice that kills someone else. Like, again, they could have just had another pod malfunction and had a love story there and then had them save the ship and it would have been, to me, the same movie except without hating it as much. (laughs) Yeah. So it would have been paced better, too. But so they follow that hole to basically find the meteor that hit the ship and it destroyed part of the reactor computer. So he's able to replace it, but they can't vent the, like, the engine room that has a fire in it because it's been unresponsive yeah yeah page because you can repair a reactor computer yeah no problems can't make any progress on the other problems yeah you can't you don't have an auto dock like you, right. you can replace like the iron man core of this ship <laughs> yeah he does. exactly yeah it's like i don't know maybe 25 cores around in this circle right. and he legit replaces one of them like there's extra of those yeah but there's not extra auto dock yeah. What if it like crap? Like uh, I can't talk about this. Are they not delivering auto docks to the colony? I mean, <laughs> no. He's right. He's absolutely right. That it was, makes no sense. Uh, no, absolutely. I agree. That's hilarious, though. I mean, uh, mm. yes. I, I just thought about this. There's probably a million people, or like tens of thousands of people there, and they probably have doctors. But then you know what? You know what? Really need one of those auto dock things that like does at least scans it all for us. Yeah. Bring 17 of those at least. Yep. So (laughs) they brought trees and they only brought one auto dog. Yeah. Yeah. They brought cows, Mikey. They brought fucking cows. We don't even know if cows can live on that atmosphere. And they didn't bring another auto dog. Oh, I honestly want to see like a bunch of like barn animals in stasis. That would have been adorable. They were. You see it in the movie. Wait, really? I missed it. Yeah. He walks through. I think it's when he's finding those precious metals and or no, it's when he's planting the tree. He walks through and there's a bunch of like shipping containers, clear shipping containers of animals in stasis. Oh, I got to go watch this again. I'm going to watch the whole movie again just for that. The ironic thing is they bought a lot of auto vets. <laughs> would you roll the dice with the stasis on an auto vet? Yes, I would. I 100% would. I would too. If it's the size for a cow, yeah, yeah I would. Absolutely. Because it's, it's used to putting things into stasis that are a lot bigger than me, and I would roll those dice. Yes. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? I die and leave this horrific nightmare? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to roll the dice on it. Absolutely. God, this, movie, this movie is like just one of those like shower thought like thought exercises <laughs> after a year i might have woken up a dog or two yeah why, why didn't he wake, wake up, up a dog? dog yeah absolutely i mean now granted you'd probably have to wake up dog after dog after dog and you'd like deplete the whole dog supply or maybe it was like a noah's ark scenario where there's only two of a kind yeah you wake both of them up and then you you have they have puppies yeah, oh. just generations of dogs. Yeah. Wait, what was the? It was oh, it was Age of Adeline where she had like generations of King oh, Charles God. spaniels. That movie is almost as bad Can't as talk this. About Mikey's <laughs> wacky time travel summer, where Harrison Ford's like, "Hey, girl, I used to have sex with a lot. Have sex with my son." <laughs> <laughs> the movie's insane. Yeah, but oh, Todd, God. I would have woken up animals first. 
Yeah, yes. me too. After a year, I might have woken up a dog or two, right? Yeah, or a couple cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Anything to keep me company, right? Yeah. Or at least chickens. He had chickens at the end, so I would have, if he wanted eggs... Yeah. I think he wakes up all the animals at the end, but I would have definitely done that before I woke up people. Yeah. This is what happens when you only think with your dick. Yeah, Mikey. I mean, he did. (laughs) 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 Jennifer Lawrence wakes up, I just give her three puppies, and I'm like, it's been 14 hours since I've woken up. (laughs) (laughs) But I was so alone. So they try to vent the engine room, and they can't, so he's going to have to go outside to open the door from the outside. Yeah. So he does, uh, and the temperature is critical inside. So she is like, things are shattering. She gets like a screw through her arm. It's, she's going to have to use like her shirt to, you know, pull the lever down. Things no author can do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because the lever's so hot, she has to take off part of, I I guess it was like a hoodie or like an overshirt or whatever. And she wraps that around the handle and pulls on it. Mikey really yeah. enjoyed that, clearly. I could tell by the smirk on his face. Meanwhile, <laughs> he's outside trying to open the door from the outside and reveals that he can only do it if he stands there and basically holds it open. Yeah, and we should also mention that he got a... He, like, took a door and he's going to use that like a Roman centurion shield against... Yeah, like a heat shield. Like fire. Yeah. Yeah. So... He does that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they have like this whole sweet thing. You can't. I have to. You can't. No. And she's just like, I won't pull the lever and we'll both die. And and he's like, there's 5,000 other people here. And then she's like, you have to come back to me. And I'm like, this is gross. She should want him to die out there. Also, I'm like, oh, so he suddenly cares about the other 5,000 people that are asleep. What a revelation. (laughs) (laughs) He does now that he killed one. (laughs) He He felt so bad about the one. He couldn't nope. do 4,999 others. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> anyway, so he successfully holds through the flames long enough to vent that room, but yeah. he kind of gets blown away in his tether breaks. Yeah. And it reboots the pods, and she has to basically run out. And like space jump to try and get to him. It's really unrealistic, even with physics and all that stuff. But, you know, well, she gets him and brings him back. Yeah, the thing that's unrealistic about it is like it scans for him and she sees him and he's super far away. Mind you, these suits don't have any type of propulsion. They just have like a cord that holds them together. Right. And she has to jump perfectly to get close to him because, again, you only have one shot of propulsion towards him. Right. So she jumps perfectly perfectly and like misses him by like i don't know two feet she can't reach him because the tether runs out again a problem easily solved by putting a little bit of propulsion in these space shoots yeah you know like we have now but mikey that costs extra and this is like late stage capitalism so like they're not going to do that they don't care about that they don't care about your auto docs they don't care about going back into stasis just charge your propulsion <laughs> it charges you per propulsion <laughs> but she does manage to grab his tether yeah because his tether is still connected to him just not the ship right. and so she reaches out and grabs that and then pulls him in right and he she dumps him into the the auto dock the one auto dock where he is clearly already dead i also refuse to believe that she could lift him up and lift him into that yeah same oh that's when i was like oh my god i'm a bigger guy like there's no way she could drag me to the auto dock and into the pod no it's almost like you need an auto dock on every deck (laughs) for emergencies yeah maybe you might need that i do love that the auto dock is like what he's dead and then she chooses the just fuck him up option because she goes (laughs) to like the like 
the option for like resuscitate. And that's yeah, she selects every option under resuscitate. Which like could you imagine if something somebody was doing like like CPR and defibrillating you and giving you Narcan like all at once? That would kill you, I would imagine. It would absolutely kill you. Now I realize he's already dead, but like wouldn't you want to do things that could potentially bring him back to life, not just fuck up his corpse? Yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) But he is alive. Yeah, he does come back, because of course he does. You didn't go to auto doc school, okay? <laughs> you know what, Mikey? I didn't, and that's fair. I apologize. It's good feedback. I majored in auto vet. <laughs> you know that auto doc is real good, because they only brought one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes back, they repair Arthur, and they put Lawrence Fishburne's body out into space, because otherwise it was going to stink up that observation room. You sort of have to, yeah. But they give him yeah. like what I would call like a space burial, right? Yeah, it's it's like the search for Spock. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the end of Wrath of Khan, I should say. But what would really happen is Lawrence Fishburne's decaying body is just floating in orbit around the spaceship. So like every yeah. 22 minutes, you would see a decaying Lawrence Fishburne around the, like your observation window. Yeah, and then you just like press your fingers up against the window and be like, you have always been a true friend. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> but that's Chris Pine, Paige. That's Chris Pine. Oh, that's He's one of my favorite Chris's. I think for me, it's like Evans Pine Hemsworth. Oof. If you had to wake up one in deep space. Evans. I, but like, I also wouldn't, but like Evans, 100% Evans. Yeah. I think for me, it'd be Pratt because I'm taking someone with me. <laughs> yeah, he is kind of a douchebag these days. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. I mean, he I know he uh, left Amy. Is it Amy Smart? No, it's Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris, yeah. And then married Schwarzenegger's daughter, yeah. Well, and also he, he did this whole thing where, so he and, and Schwarzenegger's daughter have a baby now. And then he did this whole post about oh, like, yeah, thank goodness Paige. I have a healthy baby. And like his son with Anna Ferris that is like a kid, not like a baby, like a kid that might here if their father is like oh thank good goodness this one was healthy he has like a number of of special you know disabilities and special needs and so it was real fucked up for him in the media to be like i'm just glad i got a healthy one like what an asshole yeah anyway so yeah let evans live you let that sweet little baby evan sleep and you wake up pratt and you guys just die be like you're stuck with me now (laughs) anyway so he realizes that with Lawrence Fishburne's clearance, the auto doc can put somebody somebody in stasis, but there's only one. Which 100% should have been in the manual that he was reading. I don't know, because the manual he was reading was specifically for the pods, not for the auto doc. He had a book for each system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Fuck, he's a terrible dude. Sorry. No, you're right. You're <laughs> absolutely so right. so shitty. Yeah. Anyway, so he's like, you should go to sleep. And she's like, but that would leave you alone. And I can't, you, I can't do that. And I'm like, trauma bonding, you fully can. Yeah, you 100% can. And he's like, I'll come visit you, which is very creepy. Super creepy. I visit her. She wakes up <laughs> and he's Mikey. like just an old man, like, <clears throat> like jerking it over the auto dock. <laughs> she wakes up at Homestead 2 and her auto dock, like windscreen is just like covered it, it in like, like white goo. Yeah. Yes. It's just like gacked. Yep. So they basically decide to live out their lives together alone on the ship. I would assume they have children or something, but they spend the whole time turning the ship into this cool paradise looking thing. Yeah. Um, and we cut to 88 years later. Everyone else wakes up and they're just like, what the 
fuck? There's like trees and shit on the ship. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who grew trees? Every- Why are there chickens in the sick bay? Like what is happening? <laughs> because there was only one auto dock there. We had plenty of room for the chickens. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that is basically everything that happens. And, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie. I want to point out that this is one of the longer movies we've ever done, and we recorded the movie <laughs> section faster because almost nothing happens in this two hour movie. Almost nothing <laughs> happens in this movie. Well, I picked a movie we would hate. Oh, for the fun of it. Mission accomplished. Yeah. So, having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about Passengers? This movie was straight up marketed as like like a romantic space adventure of the year. Fuck that. It was like a lot of star power, a lot of money behind it. It was also super expensive. It was. I can't wait to talk about box office. We'll talk about it. Yeah. And I remember word almost immediately got out that it was bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, he murdered her. And like, you (laughs) cannot make a romantic movie where like in the middle of the film, you're like, wait a minute. If I stop and think about this, he really murdered her. Yeah. I didn't even have to stop and think about it. The second he proposes it, I'm like, oh no, that's murder. Like, no, 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 no. Also, she points it out later. She even says, you took my life. He's a murderer. You took my life. Yes. So it's not like the movie doesn't think that he kills her. The movie knows what he did. I had fun talking about it. Absolutely, I did. Yeah, it was great. I love this episode. I hate this movie. I do like that we all basically agree that it's murder, because if we didn't, this was going to be a tough episode. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, is that I was watching something, and it like was popped up, movies that are like this, and this popped up, and I was like, oh my god, that movie is so problematic, we have to watch it now. (laughs) Yeah. I want to know what you were watching that recommended this instead. (laughs) It was the 2006 Passengers movie. (laughs) that i almost watched (laughs) it was like something science fiction that i was watching was it the martian it was the martian i bought the martian (laughs) extended edition and i watched it because it's my one that the martian is like one of my favorite books of all time the movie is a great movie i love that movie Um, yeah the book is Todd even you would like it because the book is like more into all the things I mean I love books I just hate the act of reading so like audiobooks is where it's at for me like I listen to a lot of audiobooks oh then do the Martian audiobook yeah and so I watched the Martian because I love it and then it was like movies like this Passengers and I was like oh my god that romantic movie is so terrifyingly bad and also it's not like this (laughs) (laughs) the Martian is not this it's in space well no it it also deals with someone who's isolated but they don't make the choice to kill another crew member they don't choose evil (laughs) I mean like if he grabbed somebody as he fell and was like stay with me on Mars oh my goodness this movie makes me so angry bad bad movie no murder please I don't care if there's an implication. (laughs) I I hate this movie so much. I think it's offensive that there is a love story in this movie because of what he does to her. I think that is abusive. And I think it's a horrifying hellscape of a concept for a movie. How could they spend a hundred million and not know that this would be problematic? Yeah. Never let anybody else read the script. No. So many people read this script. That's what makes it worse. And I'm like, did no? Did we not let any women read this script? No, that's not true. Because I know a bunch of women read this script because a bunch of them passed on it. But like, <laughs> I mean, of at course what they did. Point, while you're making a movie like this, do you not sit around your kitchen table and go like, is this a horrifying concept? As we have repeatedly said, it would only take one or two tweaks to make it a hundred percent less creepy. Yeah. Now you're gonna talk about fun facts, but there's like a, a twist ending that they were gonna do where she ends up alone and then wakes up someone else after 
being driven crazy by isolation. Oh, I didn't find that anywhere. Oh, so like one of the alternative things that they were going to do at one point was Chris Pratt dies saving the ship. She's by herself and she she wakes somebody else up after going crazy with loneliness. Oh, Oh that's fucked up. That's an even creepier ending. This is not quite the same, but that's sort of like if you're, I don't know, like, you know, in your 30s and your wife dies or whatever, she's probably going to have preferred that you find somebody else after yeah, you like yeah, go through yeah. the grieving process and stuff like live your life right like i like that's not the same but i, th- I feel like the, the movie is trying to say that this is just like that and the movie is not at all like that no because what that is is like if you were in an abusive relationship yeah. and you got out of it and then you abused the next person exactly <laughs> the cycle this of is abuse. like if in the movie room with brie larson she like gets out of the room and then kidnaps somebody and puts them in a room like that would be sort of like this which guys room is a hard movie to watch but brie larson does some amazing work in that oh yeah she's great she's so fucking good so apparently the last 15 minutes of that version was her like losing it and then murdering someone else by waking them up that's nuts man which would have been a darker ending but that fully makes it a horror movie though like that is what that is yeah here's the thing i feel like if you go with that ending she has to wake everybody up one at a time (laughs) that she's just like scorched earth motherfuckers you are all awake with me now yeah well anyway fuck this movie (laughs) (laughs) so Paige, do you have any fun facts I do. I, I actually have a fair amount. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Scary Murder, fun, fun facts. facts. <laughs> uh, so the voice of the ship is actually a voiceover artist named Emma Clark, who is also the voice of the Mind the Gap of the London Underground. No shit. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Despite taking place in space, this movie filmed in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Very good. Now, as we kind of briefly mentioned earlier in this episode, this was part of the 2007 blacklist and it bounced around at a bunch of different studios. So uh, it starts with Keanu Reeves private production company where it actually goes through development. And that's where we get most of the working script that gets passed around for the rest of this time. Although the ending does get changed towards the end. Cool. So they shop it to Weinstein. Weinstein casts Keanu Reeves and Reese Witherspoon and budgets the movie at 35 million. Okay. But Reese Witherspoon pulls out, then Rachel McAdams pulled out, oh. then Emily Blunt pulled out, then pretty much all of them pulled out and the movie was dead until it lands at Sony's Sony Pictures. Okay. Because their new motion picture chairman, a man named Tom Rothman, basically it was kind of a pet project. He really liked it. Uh, so he hired the new director and told them that they had to trim the budget to 90 million and the director refused. What? So over the course of time, the budget ballooned from 30 million to over, over 100 90. million. Yeah. And then he's like, trim it to 90. And they're like, no. Nope. In order for me to tell this terrible, terrible story, I need $100 million or more. Well, mm-hmm. part of the reason why is because Jennifer Lawrence was paid $20 million against 30% of the profit. What? She got $20 million and then 30%? No, no, no. $20 million against 30%, which means that her contract says she gets $20 million even if... 
30% of the movie is not over 20 million. So like, okay, whatever comes first. So yeah. like, okay, if 30% of the movie is more than 20 million, she gets 20 million. But if 30% of the movie doesn't get to 20 million, she still gets 20 million. That's what that contract is. Does she get more than 20 million if 30% is more than 20 million? I'm sure she probably also had some back end. Okay. But oh, I don't know. She probably read it. She's like, I'll take the money up front. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's why it's 20 million against the 30%. Yeah. Where that's basically even if this movie does badly, you still owe me that money. Yeah. Um, Chris Pratt was only paid twelve million for this movie. This is their peak, though. This is like peak time for both of them. And twelve million is a shitload of money. Like it, it is. It's just rare in a science fiction film. And to be honest, even in a lot of rom coms, it's rare for your female lead to be paid more than your male lead. That almost never happens. Well, that's dumb, but okay. I mean, good for this movie and good for Jennifer Lawrence. But honestly, it was only about. Four or five years ago when a lot of actresses and and a lot of actors, too, really advocated for equality in those wages. And so things have kind of shifted. Good. But in 2016, it was still weird for that to happen. So uh, instead of using post-production CGI for all of the consoles and the panels that they interact with, they made real graphics from a gaming engine. Wow. So anytime they're tapping yeah. on anything, that's a real tablet that responds to their touch, which, by the way, is super expensive and unnecessary. That's bonkers that they I did No that. other movie does that, and there's a reason. <laughs> they had to build an entire interface for them. That basically means you're writing software yeah. so that they can interact with it to never use it again. Never again. You know what's easier than that, Paige? Just picking a shade of green and then fixing it later. Yup. Like, I I do that shit for my day job all the time. That's how everyone does it because that's the way to do it. Because if you are designing... First of all, it's really difficult to film directly onto tablets anyway because they reflect. They do. And they have glare. So you've got one problem that you have to fix there. Secondly, you then have to create an interface that responds to their touch for every single like surface on this ship, which, by the way, costs millions of dollars to do. (laughs) Then you have to teach them all how to use it and troubleshoot it like it is maddening that they chose to do that. I love it. It's so dumb. And it doesn't look any better than the alternative either, which is Paige, I literally have a file on my hard drive that I send to people whenever I'm going to get video of them doing something on a computer screen or a tablet where they can just click on it and it turns their entire screen green. So later I can replace whatever they're looking at. We do that too. All the time. Literally every production I have ever worked on where anyone had to look at a screen of any kind. That is how that works. So you could do it for free or <laughs> or spend millions yeah. of dollars on doing it. That's so dumb. Oh, my God. Uh, the bar is designed after the bar in The Shining, uh, so much so that Michael Sheen is actually wearing the red tuxedos that yeah. would have matched the bathroom in The Shining. Uh, but also the carpet is a modernized version of the carpet from The Shining. Oh, no shit. Okay, cool. Now, the main difference is in some of the carpets and some of the wall, like, you know how there's kind of like textured wall fixtures and stuff on this ship? Some of them were actually meant to look like the production company logos for this movie. Oh, cool. Which is a a weird, interesting touch. Yeah, nice Um, little Easter egg, I guess. How old do you think these characters are in the film? 30. 30 and 28 for Jennifer Lawrence. I'm sorry, you're both wrong. Chris Pratt's character is supposedly 20. 
no, when the movie not. starts. And then Jennifer Lawrence is 24. Disagree. That's what it's supposed to be. I agree with you. It does not look that way. No. But that's that's what they posit in the script for this film. When Chris Pratt was 24, he was fat and on Parks and Recreation. I know, and I kind of like. I preferred that version. Yeah, honestly, same. If it was a teenager who unfroze someone, maybe a bit more empathy. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Kind of, because I could buy that someone that young would not necessarily fathom the gravity of their actions. Right? Yeah. Like maybe they would be like, well, we can figure out how to get back to sleep together and not really realize that they have like doomed someone. But right. when you've got people who look 30 doing it, I'm like, no, you should know better. Like, this is crazy. This is terrible. Yeah. So the scenes on the concourse, so the the command concourse where it's that kind of circular walkway yeah, that they yeah. walk around, yeah. that was actually filmed using a very, very old trick, uh, most famously used in a, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey in 1968. It did look like those shots too. Yes. Yeah. And it's it was specifically modeled after them, but they built a giant hamster wheel set, yeah. essentially, that they walk around so it spins under them as they walk forward let's talk about their sex scenes because jennifer lawrence has talked a lot about them in the media really yes all right yeah yeah there's a lot of implied nudity from her in this you don't really see anything but it's very implied it is real nudity oh really well, you don't really see a whole lot, but it's like super implied. You don't see it. Yeah. So she, uh, according to her, in, in a, a number of interviews, got super drunk because she said the sex scenes were bizarre and awkward. And she had a nudity clause in her contract, which required her to be nude on set, but specified that she would not be depicted nude in the film. Meaning okay. she has to be nude to facilitate the shots that they want. Right. But they are not going to show her nude. So that's why you she is nude. You just don't see much. But and she said a couple times is this is her first sex scene, but it's not because she's had sex scenes in other movies before this once with Anton Yelchin and once with Bradley Cooper. But in this one, she says that it really bothered her because he was still married to Anna Ferris and she felt awkward doing it so she huh. got very very drunk and called her mom before doing it okay um, but then ultimately did it yeah i mean they're actors like i don't know i'd have a hard time i don't know yeah i i have a bit of a compartmentalization there where i'm like it, it, you're there for your job you're not having fun like it's fuck for 20 million i'd fuck chris pratt <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, and especially for 20 million dollars like that sounds terrible, but I'm like, hey, for $20 million, we can have a discussion of what goes and what doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Unless he was like being creepy or something, but she doesn't say that. She doesn't say he was being creepy. No, she at no point does she say that he was being creepy at all. And she even says she's like, hey, I know I have a contract. I know people do this. It's not that big of a deal. But she's like, but for some reason, it was really bothering me. And I wonder if maybe she was friends with Anna Ferris and already knew that there were problems or oh, something, something maybe yeah. that contributed i don't know she didn't say that interesting though. but she's given the same kind of story in a lot of different interviews i found it a bunch of times it was weird anyway the title on the poster contains the symbols dot 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 dash 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 dot 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 sos morse code for sos yeah. yep uh 
So let's talk a little bit about the original script to finish up. So uh, it had been floating around Hollywood for years uh, after it was included in 2007's Blacklist. Now, if you're paying attention, uh, all of the terrible Blacklist movies that we've reviewed have happened between 2007 and 2009. That was also the time of the writer's strike. Yep. So I think maybe that contributes a little bit, but those are bad Blacklist years, I would say. And it was voted one of the most liked unmade scripts of the year. I mean, that's what the blacklist is. It's like the best unproduced scripts for that year. But even among those, it was awarded. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was awarded with the original ending, which is the one that I talked about earlier, where 5,000 people die, essentially. Wow. And we have to watch Aurora watch it happen and just screaming that they're not empty, which sounds horrifying. That's so crazy. Because I used to listen yeah. to the um, Blacklist podcast, which was like they would take Blacklist right. scripts and produce them as like audio dramas or whatever. Right. They would read like excerpts from them. It was yeah. actually called the Blacklist Table Reads, I remember. And they would yeah. literally like just sit at a table and read them with actors, right? And yeah. arguably, this is like starting in like two 2014 so it's like way after the writer's it's strike way after so the, yeah. the blacklist got way better as far as like quality of scripts it did but also remember that that show was cherry picking so it's oh picking, yeah no i'm sure like, that's true the yeah. list included tons of scripts every year but the the amount of bad ones i've seen makes me not trust the blacklist anymore <laughs> because we run into it so often on this show for movies that have huge problems i know but they're all from that writer's strike time period so like that's true they are d all during the writer's strike yeah but those are your fun facts well thank you for those amazing fun facts let's talk a little bit about box office so what do you think Passengers from 2016 cost to produce? I think this movie cost $110 million. Mikey, what do you think? I want to say more. I think, it's, I think it costs $130 million. Okay, Paige is actually right on the money at $110 million. Now, this movie came out on December 23rd, 2016, and it was third in the theater when it came out. It was beat by the best Star Wars movie ever made to date, Rogue One. Uh, and that was okay. in its second. I thought you were trying to make me angry. And I was like, well, uh, here's the no, thing. I love, I love Rogue, Rogue One, One, but I also yeah. love the original trilogy. Right. Anyway, sure. We don't need to get into it. I think Rogue One is as good as the original trilogy. I, I think it's the best of the new ones. A hundred percent. That's fair. And just for a side note, Rogue One in its first weekend out made 155 million this weekend. It's second weekend out. It made $64 million. Right. And it was number mm -hmm. one that weekend. The second yeah. movie was Sing. Number three was Passengers, obviously. Number four was Why Him? And number five was the movie I saw this weekend, Assassin's Creed. I definitely saw Rogue One that weekend. <laughs> I saw Rogue One. First off, I saw Why Him? It's not terrible. And <laughs> I saw the Assassin's Creed movie, which also I did not think was terrible. I loved it. I was here for it. But all five of those movies, except for Rogue One, came out that weekend. Rogue One came out the weekend before, and I saw the Rogue One the weekend it came out. Yeah, no, I guess I did too. Yeah. So what do you think Passengers brought in in its first weekend? And remember, it is a $110 million movie. 30 million. 20. Okay. So page 30, Mikey 20. It made $14 million. Oh, in its Lord. Oh, <laughs> well, and word got out 
fast that this movie was bad because i remember at the time everyone talking about it now i will say this a slight caveat to that 14 million dollars it technically came out at midnight on the 20th because this is like that last week yeah it's like the christmas week where movies come out like on like wednesday night at midnight or whatever so in its first Mm. like if you include the first few days which we probably should because yeah. People who really want to see it, see it then. It made $22.1 million and its first extended weekend. We'll call it an extended weekend, right? It's still not a lot for $110 million. It was then in the theaters for 17 more weeks. It was third the second weekend it was out, but it was never in the top five again. In its fourth week, it was 10th. And then it just drops significantly after that. Good so, Lord. Oh, how no. much do you think passengers made domestically? 40 mil. Okay. I'm going to say less. I'm going to say $32 million. No, it can't have made that. Okay. So, it made $100 million domestically. It was in the theater for 17 weeks. It made $100 million. Okay. 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 Now, this movie made $202.2 million internationally. Offensive. I know. The rest of the world let us down. I know. Just like always. (laughs) The majority of that coming from China and then Russia and then United Kingdom. In China, it made $45 million. In Russia, it made $17. In the United Kingdom, it made $15 million. So just some countries of note there. So it made a total of $302.2 million. So it made money. That makes me so mad. I don't think it made a lot of money. No, I mean, we we just said it made $300 million. But I mean, I remember like it was big news. The thing bombed and like the company did not make a profit. They probably spent about $100 million promoting it. Oh, easy. Because I remember it was promoted everywhere. I remember it too. So it probably made about $100 million, which is not bad. It also made $19 million in the home market. So it's, it's done fine. It is just one of those movies that people who went and saw it initially were like don't go see it it's a terrible movie yeah it did definitely bomb in the u.s oh yeah like if you don't make your budget back in the u.s it's considered a bomb yeah at least by the industry so that's your box office do you think they're still together we really need you should ask how long do you think it was before she asked to be put back in stasis in the auto i I say i stick with seven years i'm gonna stick with my seven year answer i think it's less i think it's two and a half you think so yeah 100 percent think he sabotages the auto dog He breaks it with a hammer. Or he at least pokes holes in all the space condoms to try and keep her there. Because he is that kind of fucking abuser. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. He's like, oh my God, a container full of auto dogs. This wasn't even on the manifest. (laughs) Oh my God. So this week, Mikey made us watch Passengers. Paige, what are you making us watch next week? Because you chose this movie this week, Mikey. Oh, wow. I'm choosing chaos. It was supposed to be fun. It's going to be fun for me. So you have three choices. Oh, you're going to let Mikey choose? Two of them are chaotic evil. (laughs) One of them is chaotic good. I'm going to give you a log line for each of the films. You choose the log line. And then I'll tell you what it is. I love this. I'm so excited. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Let's do it. Let's are you do it. ready? Can I get a drum roll, please? Can I? Hey, hey, future me, drop in a drum I roll. I picked a movie because it's bad. Why am I getting punished? I'm picking these because they're bad also. Okay. Mikey, you're not getting punished. You're getting to choose the next movie via log oh, line. You're getting to choose. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm ready. Are you ready, Paige? Number one. Yes. Number one. An exchange student falls for a rough and tumble American girl. Ooh. Number two. A group of friends go on a road trip and learn about friendship, love, and themselves. Number three. That's pretty Spears' <laughs> crossroads. A family 
attempts to marry off their adult children. Choose. Choose wisely. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Number one, exchange student. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Falls in love with an American girl. Number two, road trip, which I think is Britney Spears' Crossroads. It could be Britney Spears' Crossroads. Also, but you could know, be there's a bunch trip. of road trip. Could be Euro Trip. It's not Euro Trip. That's not. Could a, be Magic wouldn't... Mike XXL. Who knows? We haven't done the first. Who knows? One. We haven't there's, done the first one. There's a lot of road trip movies. I think family tries to marry off their people. That sounds like a musical, though. <laughs> Could it? Or is it the Family Stone? Who knows? Oh, the Family Stone's a movie I cry at every time. We got to save that for next Christmas. True, it is a Christmas movie. It could also be Big Fat Greek Wedding. Just saying, log lines are vague. Okay. I'm, okay. 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 Did you say adult children or just an adult? Adult children, not to each other, to other people, but they have adult children and they're trying to marry them all. <laughs> they're not trying to get their son and daughter married, you freak. Not to each other. Yeah. If it was one child, I think I would go with it. I'm not going to go with it. But mm. you do have to make a decision, though. No, shut you up, Todd. You do have to make a decision. <laughs> uh, okay, 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 okay. Think about what's chaotic neutral or what's chaotic good or what's chaotic evil. Ah, fuck it. Let's go with the road trip. I'm ready. Yes, it was Magic Mike XL. That was <laughs> XXL. That's your chaotic good movie. All right. Do you want to know what the other two I do. were? I absolutely want to know. Yeah. Uh, the first one would have been Grease 2. Oh, fuck. Ooh. We haven't even done Grease 1. You don't need to. Uh, the no, third you don't. One You're right. would have been, yeah. The third one would have been Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Yes, oh. I knew it. I wanted that one so bad. I knew that's one. That, that was the third one. Uh, but I almost picked Britney Spears' Crossroads and made them all chaotic evil. So you're welcome. <laughs> I want to do Crossroads. We have to at some point because Crossroads is fucking nuts. So we're not going to do the first Magic Mike first? No, because it's not a romance. Well, he kind of like falls for that one chick. Not really. It's kind of just a depressing drama. But we also don't need it to do the second one. There's okay. no crossover story. I don't care. Let's just, we'll do it. It's better than Grease 2 and Seven Brides for Seven whatever. I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, Grease 2 is chaotic evil in the best way, and we're going to do it someday. So your homework for next week is to get wine drunk as if you weren't going to when you're watching these types of movies mm. and watch Magic Mike XXL. Yes. So, Mike, do you have a review for us to read? I do. I have a review for us. Excellent. Whose review are you going to read this week? Oh. <laughs> K tier. Oh, okay. Oh, what I, is, I think I, I probably know what this is. What does K tier have to say? Oh, wow. We got a lot of reviews this week. Okay. K tier. Okay. The title of the review is Mikey's New Year's resolution is a. Is that a mistake? It's a mistake. Yes. <laughs> Mikey's New Year's resolution is a mistake. I read K-tier this one earlier says, today. I love this one. What was your resolution? His resolution will become to clear. Talk about as, yes. Yes, oh, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. You won't regret listening to this show. Mikey claims that his New Year's resolution is to talk about his tools less. Hmm. Oh, no. I I think that's a mistake. (laughs) I think it's a mistake, too. And honestly, Mikey, it is a resolution you have not at all been able to stick to. Because in every episode of both pods, you've talked about your dick at least once. Yes, quite a bit. It is so prevalent on our podcast that it is the center space in our bingo cards because it's like a yes. free space. It's definitely going to happen every episode. God. All right, I'm gonna get, I'll do better. I have never seen about 80% of these movies, and I listen for the banter. Absolutely. But mostly I am just a Paige Wesley ride or die. Same. Aww. Honestly, same. I'd listen to her read Ikea directions. <laughs> I couldn't do that. I can't pronounce umlaus. Mikey reading Ikea instructions is like his dirty talk. <laughs> Insert rod A into cylinder B. Then <laughs> I say fuck a lot because it's not going right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's too big.
we're shaking our heads in time. No, you can't see that because it's a podcast. It's because it's a not a cool medium. I do love that you both were shaking your heads no and not saying anything in an audio medium. Yep. Thanks for making me laugh while the world burns down around me. <laughs> love you, ding-dongs. Five stars. It got dark. Aww, yay. Well, K-Tier, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. We really appreciate it. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. We're like super close to 300. We were like nine away when uh, this morning. Nice. Yeah, it's going great. And the horror version is like, 50 away from a thousand yeah i saw that so um yeah guys if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast make sure to check out our other podcast the horror virgin and that is the only other podcast that mikey and i are on but Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts black card rehab and cult podcast so guys definitely check out those because they're amazing if you want to follow us on social we are at romancing the pod show yes on yes. Instagram, and we are at something else on Twitter. Who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's, it. it's just romancing pod show because they have a character oh. limit, and it's show s h o like Showtime. So, guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, pages at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Page Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph twenty four, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys, on Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. He's a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to go out to dinner tonight? Check yes, no, or you can't escape. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Because of the implication. (laughs) I hate this. The bartender is like, please shut me down. (laughs) 